0: Welcome to Level Up Chips, HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue. Hey y'all, welcome back to Level Up Chips, the weekly gaming podcast from CM Life that talks about everything game related. That's right folks, when we say everything, we mean everything. Those Spongebob Squarepants games you played as a kid are not safe from discussion. Did you actually have any Spongebob games as a kid?
1: Oh, uh well first of all, uh, I should probably reintroduce myself for uh, well, yeah, yeah we yeah, got last that. from people who may not know me. Um I'm Max Logan. Uh I'm a co I'm the co-host for now for this podcast. And uh in terms of any SpongeBob games I played as a kid, uh, I remember distinctly playing uh, I would rent out the three different 3D collect-a-thon games on the PS2. Uh, there was Revenge of the Flying Dutchman, which was the first one. Uh, not very good. Uh, then the other two were Battle for Bikini Bottom and uh, the movie game. And those were really good. Oh, yeah. Structures.
0: I forgot that movie game. That was more like party minigame, wasn't it?
1: No, I think it was... Uh... It was more along the lines of Battle for Bikini Bottom, but they were linear levels instead of like something I'd compare to Super Mario 64, like with Battle.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes more sense. I think the only game I really had, I have two memories of SpongeBob. Um, I have a Flying Dutchman game for the Game Boy Advance. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, that whole topic kind of reminded me of scott the was so (laughs) i saw that i was like all right time to time to give that a go um and then the other one one of my friends one of my family friends had that spongebob movie game i remember it was for some weird reason like insanely difficult
1: yeah the for some reason they were really different like the between the GBA ports and like everything else they were really different like for example uh with Revenge of the Flying Dutchman and Battle for Bikini Bottom they were both uh 2D side scrollers on yeah. GBA but on other consoles they were just like 3D platformers it was weird
0: they were the banjo kazooies of yeah. 3D platformers they were pretty cool actually yeah. but um Okay, we're going a little bit off script because I was actually meaning to introduce Max now.
1: Right.
0: Um, <laughs> But I guess, why don't we just really quickly introduce you since um, the last episode we had um, Isaac as the co-host. Right. Um, what kinds of games are you really into? Uh,
1: mostly in terms of, like genres it's uh souls lights let's see uh action jrpgs like xenoblade chronicles mm-hmm. uh, i dabble in platformers a little bit just on occasion because sometimes they can get frustrating but yeah that's pretty much what i do
0: you're like the only person that i really know who actually plays the banjo because uh not banjo uh crash bandicoot Games. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. I've been playing Crash Four on and off. It's uh, an experience.
0: I still am going through the first one, and I'm just still. I can't. I. It's so hard to play through and not get pissed off.
1: Did, did you know that in the original, like on the PS1, you could only save if you got like a gem in a level, like. You have to break every box and not die a single time just to save? That's so crazy. Why would they do that? Because Naughty Dog just didn't like children, apparently. Well,
0: yeah, no, that that sounds about right. <laughs> Naughty Dog just hating children. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit in the, the Last of Us games, but whatever. <laughs> um so at the moment we are about to start our first little segment called gaming news it's nothing too major for people who may have not picked up the first episode pretty much we are going to be talking about the latest and greatest news that has come around this past week and one development has definitely been crazy uh goes to tsushima That was the hit game that came out last year. It became such a huge hit that Sony is developing a Ghost of Tsushima movie, and the director of that movie is Chad uh, Stah. Oh man, Stahelski. Stahelski. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna butcher that name, Um, but he was the director of the John Wick movies so i have a lot of faith that this is going to be bloody violent and some really good action mm-hmm. um what are your thoughts on it
1: well personally what what i found funny about it is when it was announced people were like well who's gonna play Jin sakai when the voice actor for him literally looks exactly like him and is the voice so why yeah, because- not have him be the main character
0: it becomes a point of like these uh video games are getting so realistic and very cinematic why not have those you know actors who had the faces have the actual like look and tone and acting premise of them to just play those characters in movies
1: Mm -hmm. it's kind of like uh if they did a god of war Uh, movie and didn't have Christopher Judge play Kratos it'd just be weird because he was in a mocap suit doing all that stuff so he kind of has already kind of been Kratos
0: do you think they'll actually make him get the ashes of his children and wife (laughs) on him
1: and I, I don't know about that I'm not sure
0: just every time that they want to like get the ashes off. They just get a vacuum cleaner just to make sure they get them back.
1: <laughs> like horrible.
0: Horrifying. He would definitely have some stories in the, the documentary.
1: Yeah. But, uh, hmm. yeah. So that's about it on our uh, ghost of Tsushima movie news and other video game movie discussion, I guess. Uh, so on to the next thing, uh, Just recently, Microsoft expressed interest in purchasing the uh, gaming chat server uh, website thing app called Discord that a lot of people use uh, for $11.2 billion. Uh, They're talking about it right now. So Mm -hmm. uh, what's your input on that?
0: Well, um, at the moment, I have a lot of thoughts. I... I'm a little bit worried. I'm mm-hmm. not going to lie. I'm just a little bit scared because I think they could do good. Recently, Microsoft has been doing great with some of their Xbox stuff, with Game Pass. At the same time, they have Internet Explorer, which is known for being slow and not that great. So mm-hmm. part of me wonders, oh man, would they potentially mess up Discord where yeah. you know, it's already so great. What if they, I don't know, make an Internet Explorer out of it and I don't know, make it slow, make it as buggy or something as it. I mean, who knows? It's already great. They may just buy it and just implement it into like the console, like Xbox. I'm not sure if it's exclusive to Xbox if they did that. But um, I mean, if it ain't broke, then they're probably not going to fix it.
1: Right, yeah, but uh, I think that I don't know, it presents a bit of a problem because Microsoft bought Skype and then that completely fell off right after they did.
0: I actually forgot that they bought yeah. Skype.
1: Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I'm just a bit worried on that front, but, on ter- but in terms of it being exclusive to Xbox or whatever, I doubt that because they already have Game Pass on PC just available for people who sign up.
0: I don't know. That does kind of scare me. A few years ago, we were still using Skype. And now during the time when Skype was needed the most, that's when everyone said, let's use Zoom. Let's use WebEx. WebEx.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> or <It> was, Discord. <laughs> I
1: think was, the problem was that it, could, it couldn't host more than like a certain amount of people. And Zoom can do 1,000. So
0: yeah, that'll actually do it. Um, so there's that news. We don't know when they're going to actually buy it, if they're going to buy it. But all we can do is wait and see if there is impending doom. Um, <laughs> moving on. So one big thing that Nintendo lost a couple of years ago at this point is the beloved uh, president of Nintendo of America, Reggie Fisame. Now he was the guy, the man, the myth, the legend, who had the hit phrase, my body is ready when uh he was getting ready for the Wii Fit demo at E3. And he left Nintendo back in 2019. Um, and he joined GameStop as a uh part of the board right, to like go director, help- like yeah, kind of like board of directors type of stuff to help them out and just this past week, Reggie has decided to already leave GameStop. Um, he's not the only one, though. There were some people that uh came around to um join that board of directors back in March 2020, and they've decided to leave. There's no clear reason for this departure, but um, I guess the biggest thing that people are wondering is. What's next for the fella? You know, what's next for what's next for Reggie? Because he's usually doing a lot of presentations about success and you know talking about the game industry, um, usually at colleges. So I'm not sure if he's going to keep doing that, but I'm not sure what you think about this, Max.
1: I'm fairly certain that he's a professor at some university in, I think, California. So. He's probably going to keep doing that. And um, I don't know, maybe he's just off the uh, gaming industry uh, boat for now. Just, you know, going to spend the rest of his days just, you know, teaching.
0: Yeah, I can only imagine he was probably expecting GameStop to be a very simple, easy type of um, job to, to work with. And then, you know, the whole um, – why am I blinking on it? Wall Street uh, stock oh, issue bad. with GameStop. Yeah, I'm surprised that you <laughs> – there's that. Um that definitely, probably, definitely, probably affected him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said that a lot, but he definitely, probably – Got affected because it was a huge change in what GameStop was doing. It looks like they're also getting a lot of different workers uh, from the service called Chewy. Uh, GameStop is starting to get some of the people from Chewy, which is a internet service to bring around um, pet supplies from right. online just deliver them kind of like Amazon. It's really nice. It's really easy. Um I'm wondering if Reggie is maybe I don't want to put words in his mouth but maybe he's not the happiest about a the Wall Street problem and B um some of the direction that GameStop is going towards because it mm-hmm. seems like they're going towards an online format. Uh, almost like Chewy, rather than the brick-and-mortar stores.
1: Right. Uh, I feel like the uh, Wall Street stuff, I mean, it's kind of been going on for a while, like every few weeks, or every two weeks or so, I'll see uh, something about GameStop stock prices spiking. They're pretty high right now, uh, so obviously people have been able to keep up the momentum. And with the Move away from brick and mortar stores. Of course, it's kind of necessary in uh, the modern age because, you know, GameStop is on the decline specifically for that reason. They just couldn't keep up with digital services and all that stuff. So, yeah, I think maybe that was probably the reason. Like, it's just kind of losing a tradition in gaming culture as opposed to just being economical about it.
0: Yeah, I think that I'm hoping that GameStop stays afloat. I really Mm -hmm. think that this surge, upsurge of notoriety from GameStop should probably be good. I'm hoping that it creates enough, I don't know, momentum to keep them afloat, but... Only time will tell uh, to to see if they go towards a digital format or if they keep the brick and mortar stuff, right? Um, or it could be a hybrid. We never know. Yeah. But I think that was about all the gaming news that I had. What did you have anything to add to the the gaming news?
1: Uh, nothing in particular, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So. Um, I think that was a really good amount of information. But what I really want to get into, and I'm really excited to talk about because it has just been the game I've been playing nonstop, is the uh, hit new game, Monster Hunter Rise. Um, so, this game is the latest in the Monster Hunter series. The series started in 2004. And funny enough, it's the same age as the uh, Nintendo DS, which is the, the last episode that uh, we talked about. Um, and the the biggest thing about Monster Hunter is that it's a very niche series. It became a hit in Japan. There was a whole term called the Monster Hunter craze because of how popular it was getting uh, and Basically, it came to the the West. You know, it came around the world, and it didn't really pick up a huge following for a bit, up until the recent game, uh, Monster Hunter World, which came out for the PS4, Xbox One, and PC, and it became a worldwide hit. Uh, streamlined a lot of different uh, problems that that were kind of uh,
1: mainstays in the series. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm
0: and it basically just made the game easy for newcomers to, to get into, and basically both of us have a lot of love for the series. Um, what would you say about the series for you? What are your some of your fondest memories with it?
1: All right, so effectively I started on the 3DS with uh, Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. Uh, that was also a surprisingly high selling game uh in terms of the foreign market because it was advertised so heavily. I remember seeing all these posters for Monster Hunter 4. It was pretty cool actually. Uh I mean I used to suck at it like it was bad, but uh obviously since I'm still sticking with the series now I took a liking to it. So and also, on an additional note, for Monster Hunter World being uh, selling so many units, uh, it has sold as of now sixteen point eight million copies, which yep. is more than any other game Capcom has released, even Street Fighter Two with all of its different ports. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, I actually didn't know that. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, actually, Monster Hunter World. I'm one of the people that got that game, and I absolutely loved it. It was my first Monster Hunter game. I've tried getting into it because my brother he got into it. It's funny enough on the Wii, uh, back with Monster Hunter. Uh, try, yeah, yeah try, um, and it got on the Wii U. It got on the 3DS, and he tried getting me into it, but. Something didn't really click with me. There is, again, it's very niche. You have to really, really be into it to actually play the game. Um, And for that point, I wasn't really clicking with it. And it took probably like, took about two years until I finally got into Monster Hunter World. By the time Monster Hunter World released, um, I wasn't into it. Two years later, I got the pre-owned version And for some reason, I was like, whoa, this is a new game. I tried playing with my brother, and it was a whole new experience. I've never really had an online game that was great single-player-wise and cooperatively.
1: Um,
0: It's great to have with parties of people that you know, and it's also great just playing it by yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, So a few of the impressions that we got from monster hunter rise is that it's bringing itself back into the roots of monster hunter in general, you know, some of the older games, it has a lot of the older designs, but since I'm from world, I don't know too many of the older traditions. I know max knows a little bit more, not a little bit, a lot more about um, the older traditions of the monster hunter games.
1: Right. Uh, So effectively, like one of the main points, uh, one of the main contentious points behind World was that it abandoned a lot of the old charm from the previous series. So for example, uh, a lot of the weapons were just the base design of the weapon with some monster parts slapped on it. So in Rise, uh, they made a point in the advertising to say that the old weapons, the way they were designed are back. So they look way cooler and more unique. Uh, Let's see, there was also another thing that I think we mentioned last time, or you mentioned last time, I'm not sure. Um, So effectively when you grill meat, you can like grill meat on on a spit. Uh, if you make a well done steak, if there will be a little voice that says, Mmm, so tasty, I actually haven't heard it yet. Yeah, and in World, uh, they got rid of that, so in Rise, they brought it back, and that's just it just adds a little bit of campy charm to the game. That I'm gonna have to lost a little bit.
0: I'm gonna have to make a well done steak because I actually haven't heard it in Rise yet.
1: Yeah, it's back,
0: it is back, yeah. Okay, I, uh, I'm i going to have to check that because, oh, that's so weird. I must not be hearing it or something, but yeah, um, a lot of the old funny little traditions that it has are brought back, but the cool thing is the fact that it brings back those new habits from um, Monster Hunter World, such okay. as it being a lot more speedier, you know, it actually has... Um, capability of running with certain objects um being able to walk while you're drinking a potion stuff like that which i'm surprised it was never in the original games um but i'm happy that they're in a huge one that they they brought back from monster honor world is the fact that your whetstone that you use to sharpen um your weapons Pretty much, they used to be consumable. You had to buy a bunch of whetstones to make sure you had them. But with Monster Hunter World, they decided to make the whetstone non-consumable. you always have a whetstone on you, um, which is just, again, can't imagine a world without that. So um, on top of that, they added some really, really neat features that, again makes the monster on our world feel slow in comparison. Uh, Two big features is the Palamute, which is a dog companion that you have right next to your palico, which is a cat companion. Um, This Palamute is able to, you're able to ride it and you're able to walk while you, or yeah, walk on the, with the Palamute while you are sharpening your blade. So it makes the hunts really nice. It makes the hunts really easy when the monsters are trying to run away. And another feature is the wire bugs. The wire bugs are these little, like, glowing blue bugs that you are able to kind of slingshot your way through. Mm -hmm. And it's really nice because it adds uh, mobility in the world map and also um, mobility in fighting monsters. It's able to, to be used for dodging, and for different attacks. Um, yeah. Is there anything else that I might've forgotten?
1: Uh, let's see. Hmm. So, initially on the Palamutes, you can also use like things like potions. You can even attack on them and also uh, navigate around the maps pretty easily. It's not quite as seamless as just being on foot, but uh, it lets you get around faster. So, it's a nice touch.
0: The pal meets are absolutely wonderful. What I love about this game is the fact that it is just able to mix old traditions with new traditions, just so beautifully. Right. You know, it, I'm not exactly sure about you, but I deleted Monster Hunter World from my PS5, a because it was taking a lot of data from my uh, storage, but b the the amount of like great stuff that is in Monster Hunter Rise. Just makes it a little bit hard to go back to the the older games. Correct. Do you have that same problem?
1: I I'm keeping it because partially because I have the disc, so uh, it doesn't take up as much data, and also uh, specifically on the PS5, it allows for 60 FPS, mm-hmm. which is something that's lost with Rise. I just kind of like that feeling.
0: It's a good feeling, but even then, I absolutely love the fact that with the the Switch, it's a really beautiful game. It's probably the most technically advanced Switch game around, Mm -hmm. but because of that, I thought that the frame rate might suffer. Um, The 30 frames per second is really solid. There may be just a few points where it's finicky, but really, there was a point where I was just like, I don't have a problem with it whatsoever. Thirty is not an issue.
1: I mean, me neither. But I know there are people who do. they are like sticklers for it, and also it's just nice to like have it be really smooth and like mm-hmm. pun monsters. Also, in, additionally, in world, um I'm way too far into Iceborn to give up now, honestly. So I need to get back to it.
0: I got kind of into it but then kind of stopped because i was like ah we got rise it'll be fine
1: right
0: um but i think the other thing that i like about this game in comparison to world is the fact that the monsters they're very different from the typical stuff Mm -hmm. i think with world my brother and i we were talking about it one of the biggest issues we have personally with World is the fact that a lot of the monsters are more lizard-like, you know, more right. ha- scaly, more dragon-like. And with this one, they really, really went into the the whole idea of like furry creatures, you know, right. actual really creative monsters here.
1: Plus, uh, a lot of them are based off of... Japanese mythology and folklore, mm-hmm. uh, so that's really cool. It's it's more unique. Uh, so, how about what what are your favorite monsters? On that note,
0: um, funny that you mentioned that. I absolutely love the Bishiten. Uh mm-hmm. That's one of the, the my favorite monsters because I had no idea what it was when I got into it. It's a brand new monster featured in Rise. But pretty much, it is like a monkey bat.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you know has the bat like features where it hangs upside down, um, but it has the monkey like features where it has hands and it likes to throw and and sling a lot of fruit. Uh, usually with monkeys, it's feces, but we'll <laughs> take this. Um, so I absolutely love this because the intro video that they had for the Bishoten is him hanging upside down from uh this one uh ruin this yeah. little shrine looking uh piece and he gets some fruit and he pretty much snipes a bunch of like little small pigs that are trying to run away from him and it was like the coolest thing i've seen i mean it was just a beautiful mix of both creatures. And the fact that it can fly, I just, it's wonderful. The other monster that I love is the uh, Tetranodon, which is a sumo wrestler platypus bear. Um, I
1: think it's based off of a Kappa, but. Is it? I yeah, can I mean, see
0: that actually. It
1: sure looks like one.
0: I was going to say, I know it's definitely supposed to be a sumo wrestler like.
1: Right. Yeah, that too.
0: Because um, I think they have like little nicknames and straight up it just says like amphibian wrestler or something right. like that. I'm like, okay, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> takes the fun out of uh, thinking. Right. Um, But I love the look of it. It has a neat color to it. And the armor is really neat because if you look at your hunter and you get the full armor, it's almost like fallout met samus
1: right it's great but Mm -hmm.
0: what are what are your favorites
1: uh one of them is a returning monster uh it's narga kuga it's like this panther bat dragon thing uh it has a spiky tail that it can use to uh retract it it can retract the spikes and like poke them out to throw at you it's really fast and like its eyes glow red when it gets enraged. It's just, uh, admittedly pretty edgy, but it's cool. Uh, also, its theme's really good. In the armor is also very useful. Um, and then the other monster that I really like is in terms of new ones, mm-hmm. hmm, uh, probably it's called Almudron. It's a dragon uh, that you have to fight in order to get to six star village quests. Um, it pretty much just controls mud with like its tail and stuff. It can throw it at you. It causes big makes like big mud waves and pillars and stuff. So it's like a really interesting fight with all the wire bugs that you can like maneuver around all of its attacks.
0: Oh, that's neat.
1: Eventually the The fight just becomes the the floor is lava, but with mud, obviously. You're just trying to avoid the puddles because they slow you down. So it's a really cool fight, but yeah. Yeah,
0: no, that the, the Monster Hunter Rise, I love the amount of variety. Honestly, it's great having different winged monsters and having monsters that really like to get into the mud and... Uh, attack, you know, in the water. It's a really nice feature, and I'm happy they did not bring back, uh, like, underwater levels or anything like that. Oh, uh,
1: they did bring back Jirototus, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah, that's that's from World, right? Yeah, it's
1: the Mudfish.
0: Yeah, I'll take that, because at least it'll just kind of sink into the mud. I'm worried, I was worried that they were going to bring back, like monster hunter try i don't know if they ever brought it back from try
1: no they never did
0: no pretty much in try you had to go underwater and actually fight down there and you had to worry about oxygen levels i remember hearing about it and i did never. i never wanted that back and i think capcom heard all the fans and they said never again (laughs) so that that's really good um another really great thing about Monster Hunter that is just so awesome. And I think is one of the the features that's kind of older is the fact that they really make you look at the endemic life. Oh Um, yeah.
1: It's, it's mostly from world, uh, before the environments were more just like individual arenas where you'd fight the monsters and like, they're like different aspects of each, but on the whole, you couldn't really interact with it. Uh, in World and Rise, they really emphasize your interactions with it, so with the environment. So you can, like, pick up different forms of life on the ground and use them to your advantage and whatnot.
0: Yeah. No, that that's really neat. With um, what I love about, like, Monster Hunter Rise is the fact that you can get some of those bugs. You can get some of its, um, I think what they call it, dust I think, yeah, yeah, the bugs that just kind of come along to you, and they just kind of give you, like...
1: Oh, those are birds. Are those birds? Yes. Oh.
0: I I always thought they were bug, kind of like the Vigor vigor Wasp.
1: No, that's different.
0: Okay. Well, no matter what, I like that the endemic life is pretty much able to get that pollen. I think that's what they call it, pollen. Mm -hmm. And pretty much you get it you know it there's a tool that you get that kind of traps all that pollen so you can use it to to increase your stamina and your health so it really forces you to not even forces but just you get a benefit from going around the map before fighting the monster um another big thing is the fact that monster pickups seem to have been adjusted really well so you don't have to fight as much When uh, just to get a few pieces. Mm -hmm. I remember in World, I think I fought one monster, the Anjanath, I think five or six times just to get the weapon and all the armor.
1: Yeah.
0: Now it usually takes maybe three times. You know, really nice. Um, Another big thing is the fact that the weapons have been adjusted. Uh, I think that they feel really good in Rise. Um, some of them kind of felt a little bit off. Um, I think i used the switch ax before and it didn't feel as good in this one, but I think that the long sword is just absolutely beautiful in rise.
1: (laughs) That's understandable. Mm -hmm.
0: What kind of weapon do you use?
1: Uh, first, personally, I use, uh, most often the great sword and hammer, Mm. uh, a lot of people like the smaller weapons that kind of let you do fast, weak hits. Meanwhile, I'm here with a giant sword. Uh, you can. They yeah. happen to be the two weapons that uh, let you stagger monsters the most because of how much damage they do. Uh, And also the hammer can knock out enemies, which lets you just wail on them for a little bit, so it's nice to have that.
0: Usually he's a great asset to the team to make sure that it gets staggered when it gets on the ground usually, so some of those people with the weaker... Oh yeah, people with the weaker weapons can actually go in and rush to get better damage.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So One other thing that I think is just absolutely killer when it comes to um, uh, Monster Hunter Rise is the fact that the maps are, you know, there is not that many maps, but I think that what they have are some of the best well-designed maps for Monster Hunter in general. Um, They are absolutely large and, there is this one specifically where I had a Breath of the Wild moment where I was just like, I can climb that. It's this huge like Mayan pyramid in the jungle. And it looks like it's part of the skybox or something. Mm-hmm. I'm just there like, there is no way. that That's got to be a JPEG, right? And I got closer and closer. I'm like, hold on a minute. That's a 3D model. No way. And I climbed on top of that. And I just looked down to the jungle and I was like, that's incredible that they were able to do that. All right. Um, one other thing that I love about the maps is the fact that there are a lot of well-hidden secrets. Um, because you're able to traverse with these uh, wire bugs, they basically allow you to run across the walls and if you run out of stamina you can just use another wire bug to just tell yourself to get back on there. <laughs> um, and One of the secrets that I absolutely love, one of my favorites, is the fact that that Mayan Pyramid that is in that jungle level, if you go behind it, there's an opening, Mm -hmm. and I was able to go in there. There's this huge altar just right behind there. I'm like, what is going on? There's a mining outcrop, but I don't know what this means. There's, like, a crack in the altar, and every now and then, like, a rather large snake just goes out of it.
1: Hmm. Weird.
0: You you can hit it and you'll kind of knock it out and then it'll go back in. Hmm. I still don't know what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I don't really either. They kind of have that in a few other places, like random animals just being in strange places. Really? Like there was a bird uh, in the Sandy Plains on top of a pedestal that was just like holding its arms out like in a single beam of sunlight, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And I just kind of left. Oh, I took a similar... picture of
0: it. But... Yeah, send that to me. That's actually really cool. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but what are your thoughts on some of the maps?
1: Uh, yeah, the maps are really solid. Uh, especially what they did with the uh, sandy plains and flooded forest. Those were originally in Monster Hunter Three. Uh but they added them back in and rise and completely overhauled them so that they work with the completely interconnected nature of e- of the maps.
0: What I, yeah, what I absolutely love about the maps, I'm not sure if they had it in uh, three, but it's really layered. I love the fact that there's like a lot of top, middle, bottom type of layers, but it's not as confusing as, let's say, the forest level in Monster Hunter World.
1: Might as well well have been a minotaur in the middle of it. It was a labyrinth.
0: It was a labyrinth. I remember my brother was talking about it, too. He was like, okay, I have played this game for, like, years. I mean, I'm talking years, hundreds of hours. I still don't know where I am in the jungle. It is that confusing. Mm -hmm. So... At this point, I think that they added a lot of good forestry in Monster Hunter Rise, but I think that they learned their lesson with world when it came to knowing how much is too much.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> so, okay. mm-hmm. um, that, that was a really good feature. Um, and I think the biggest thing... I've been talking about my brother a lot and the only thing that has been possible with this is the internet. I've been able to play with him uh, with the, the internet and it has been buttery smooth. Right. I don't think I've had any problems, maybe a few times where he jumped from one place to another, but otherwise he's over in Japan at the moment. That's the thing. My brother is in Japan and he has some good internet, but it still shocks me to this day that me and little Michigan, you know, can travel, you know, thousands of miles just to play some monster hunter with him.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, personally, I've had one issue. Uh, I was preparing me and my, uh, me and some discord friends were preparing to, uh, go hunt Magnamalo, which is the monster on the cover. It's what a lot of people call the flagship monster. Yep. Uh, And when we got into the quest, my internet just like conked out completely. I'm pretty sure Magnamalo used its ultimate attack of attacking the router. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, I tried that twice. Uh, It went just as poorly the second time as it did the first. As soon as I hit it, like, the internet just (laughs) died. Uh, So yeah, besides that, it's been really smooth. Um, And another improvement in this game is that before, uh, when you had to do urgent quests to increase your hunter rank, you would have to do them each time, uh, one time per person if everyone had the same quest and in this game, you can just do the the urgent quest once
0: and, and have it be done.
1: Yeah. Like every, it counts for everyone. So. Yeah.
0: Um, I remember specifically with world, one of the biggest problems that my brother and I had was the fact that this was my single player game. There were a lot of problems. One of the facts is you have a guild in monster hunter world Hmm. and things got really tricky with who owned it with what because sometimes i'd be like i want to play with gabe and then immediately it'd be like no he's not part of the guild and then for some reason like a few seconds later he changed something and be like oh yeah no we're fine we can go Hmm. on you know play the game and then as soon as i got into like an urgent quest for that it liked to do a lot of cutscenes. The problem mm. is with World, you couldn't watch the cutscene together. Right. I pretty much had to just open up that quest and he couldn't get in because it had a cutscene. So, right. as soon as the cutscene was finished, that's when he was actually able to get in. So, like, <laughs> I had moments where I was in a cutscene, a huge monster came along, and I'm just like, I can't fight this thing by myself. And then it's about to like attack me. I'm like, Gabe, 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 you can get in, you can get in. And he's just he's just running along, just like, all right, I'm coming to the rescue. And I'm just here, I'm just here dodging and getting like chewed on by this absolute tank of a monster. And I'm just like, why can't they let me have cutscenes why can't he witness those too Mm
1: -hmm. yeah but uh overall the server experience for uh rise is very solid uh on an additional note you can only do high rank quests in the multiplayer uh aspect oh you can do them alone but it just the monsters are made tankier for the purpose of su- you're supposed to be fighting them with more than just yourself. So yeah. if you want to do them, then if you want to do high rank quests, which are just more challenging than, of course, low rank, then you got to do the hub.
0: Yeah, which I, I'm i excited to do that. Um, my brother and I, he was not able to play yesterday, but I know that tonight we are definitely going to be playing a lot more. Right. Um So I'm really excited for that. Um, Overall, this game has just been a dream come true. You know, Mm -hmm. it's one of those things where I was having just a little bit of trouble playing games. You know, some of them weren't just not, you know, some of the games I had gotten recently, I was just not connecting with as -hmm. much as I wanted to. Um, And then... Monster Hunter Rise came along. I had high expectations. I was getting worried that my expectations were going to kill it. But it actually, I got so much more joy out of it than I ever expected.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It is just the absolute masterpiece of what Monster Hunter is.
1: Right. Yeah, I gotcha. What
0: are you, what have you, overall, what were your thoughts with uh, Monster Hunter Rise?
1: Uh, it's a, of course, it's a really, really good Monster Hunter game. I mean, I'll always connect more with the games I played earlier, just because, you know, nostalgia. Nostalgia in 2015. God, I'm mm. getting old. Um, <laughs> yeah, so effect effectively, I think Rise is probably like the most overall solid experience. Uh, another thing to touch on is that the characters are really charming, so you actually... Like, feel like you gotta help the village as opposed to them just saying, Oh, go hunt this thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, it feels like a good defense.
1: Yeah. It feels like, you know, you're actually defending characters instead of some imaginary NPCs.
0: It's really nice. I absolutely love the characters in it. And I can't wait to play more of Monster on a Rise. I think as soon as this is over, I'm just gonna. I don't know. Uh maybe fight Magnumalo again. That'll be like my third time. Nope, fourth time.
1: Hmm.
0: So I think that is about as much as we had for Monster Hunter Rise. Um let us get into the final segment of our little script here and that is the game recommendation this is going to be a little bit quicker than usual but this is completely randomized uh there were a lot of different picks i put in a list of different games and i had a random picker online choose it for me and today we have animal crossing new horizons it's funny that we got this one because it was released um the same day as doom eternal which we Uh, recommended last episode which is you know pretty awesome this game animal crossing new horizon is very chill it's one of those games where it was a hit i feel like a lot of people have heard about this and if they haven't they've been living under a rock um but if you haven't heard about it let us explain as soon as you get out of that rock um Pretty much this game is all about home design and island design. Um, Pretty much you are able to customize this island as much as you want. You're able to get different uh, supplies, different items, different furniture to make sure that your island is as fit as you want it to be. That could mean getting a beach house you know, right next to the shore and having all sorts of reclining chairs outside so you can just bathe in the sun or you could make it as, I don't know, industrial as you want, or it could just look like a office. <laughs> can, I can't imagine a person actually looking at, like, an island being like, it needs to be more like a cubicle.
1: Right. I don't know. Uh, I remember... Uh, back near to its launch, because the pandemic had just hit, people were, there was like a Japanese company doing their meetings in Animal Crossing.
0: <laughs> that There were talk shows that actually met up on Animal Crossing. Yep. The, the It went crazy. It was absolutely wild because it became the hit new way to communicate with people.
1: Yeah, just chill out because things were falling apart, it seemed, back then.
0: I don't know. Something about, like, a pandemic. I think it was about herpes. I think that's what it was. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I think yeah. I'm spot on about that pandemic.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: It's getting, you know, away just a little bit. But um, as, you know, things were going along, things got a little bit crazier, people started to get this virtual Zen garden game and pretty much um, make it into something that it shouldn't be, which is just an absolute atrocity of selling villagers. Pretty much you are able to kick villagers out and then um,
1: invite them from uh, people, you know, to to live on your Island. And uh, people would pay actual real world money like thousands of dollars just to have certain villagers on their islands.
0: The one that is the true culprit is this uh, one cat villager called Raymond. Um, mm-hmm. That name just gives a chill down my spine now. Um, but it was really, really weird where pretty much people would pay real world money, they go to this person's island, talk to Raymond to basically make sure Raymond... To come to your right it was crazy and just recently uh the amiibo cards came out they are hello kitty based i actually got a few of them because i knew they'd be a hit and my sisters wanted them so it was only available at target and i kid you not um i'm about an hour maybe 30 minutes away from ann arbor and someone from Ann Arbor, came to my little town just to get those Hello Kitty cards. So, you can imagine just how wild it got. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... Uh, Say that? Hmm?
1: There was also the Space Buns incident, but let's not talk about. Let's not
0: talk about that. that <laughs> that's a whole other issue. Um, but otherwise, this game is one of those that is just able to It's really awesome to be able to relieve all that stress in a productive way and beneficial way instead of, I don't know, ripping demons like Doom Eternal. That's another person's stress reliever like me. Um, I stopped playing it, you know, Animal Crossing New Horizons, just because it's one of those games where you just don't really play it all the time. You can, but it's just...
1: You get burned out.
0: It's like a therapy session, you know, after a while, you're, a while, you're just like, I think I'm good. And then after, maybe after a bad stressor, you're like, okay, I need it back. I need it back.
1: Right.
0: Um, so it's very therapeutic. Um, I'm looking to get back into it, A, because it's been a little stressful, but I think that there's been some great updates that came along from uh, multiple months of new villagers coming around, new shops coming around. Uh, and celebrations like Easter coming around,
1: Bunny Day, okay. Bunny Day, uh, yeah. With
0: Mister Zipper, the mascot bobblehead-looking Easter Bunny, who actually has a zipper behind his back, and he gets angry if you try to uh, unzip it. Yeah, we don't know what he looks like. What are scary. you hiding? <laughs> we don't know who he is. He may be an actual human being, and that's terrifying to think about. So we'll end that with <laughs> a cryptic message of who knows who's actually in Mr. Zipper's, you know, so, outfit. So um, that's all we really had for this episode, but we really thank you for joining us on our talk about the amazing monster hunter rides. If you liked what you heard, don't forget to follow level up chips and see them life on your preferred platform. We also recommend our partnered podcast Raving Geeks. Join us next week as we talk about the rise, simmer, and fall of our beloved
1: arcades. Until then, see ya everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.